Welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast. My name is Dan O'Rourke, and along with me today are two priests. On my right is Father James Mellon, author of Divine Renovation and pastor here at St. Benedict Parish. How are you doing, Father? Hi, Dan. I'm doing well. Thanks. And across the table from me is Father Simon Lobo, who's the associate pastor, associate priest here at uh, at St. Benedict. And this is the third-ish time you've been on the third-ish. podcast. Third-ish, yeah. Most people like to refer to me as the assistant priest, and they laugh about the, the day that one day I'll be a real priest. So. <laughs> <laughs> One can aspire. It's great to be uh, back. <laughs> so it's so great to be with you guys today. Um, look, I, Father Simon, I think this is a great opportunity to, to have a conversation with you and and your mm-hmm. role here at, at St. Benedict Parish. But not everybody who's listening knows a lot about a lot about your background. So if why don't we go into why you're here? Why are you here, Father Simon? Why? That's a great question. <laughs> Uh, I got I got told I had to be here. I think to record this. Uh, so I've I've been here at St Benedict for not quite two years now. I belong to a religious community of priests called the Companions of the Cross. Uh, we were founded in Ottawa, and we're currently in in five dioceses across North America, including Halifax. And so I've had brother priests serving here in the archdiocese for for over fifteen years now, and uh, I'm here because of my superior who sent me here. It's a, it's a bit of a story. It involves <laughs> Father James, of course, and uh, and a situation, I guess it's going back a couple years now, would mm, you say? Yeah. Not, not quite? Well, basically, uh, two years ago, we came to a point where the, the, the associate pastor here was, was being moved. He was a man who was very, very gifted with, with uh, uh, visiting the sick and doing hospital ministry and felt mm. a call to do that. Mm. And the bishop basically said to me, I don't have anyone else to send you. And that can almost put me in a tailspin because this is a very, this <laughs> it's is a busy kind of, place, right? Kind of a big parish. <laughs> it was like, oh my goodness, how can we possibly do this? And I remember at the time just really, really struggling with that. And and, and then I called a friend of mine, uh, Father Scott McCaig, who at the time was the superior of the, the companions. Was the yeah. superior, and he said, you know, it's it's funny because I've been thinking about you know like one of like we're so close in our in, in our vision for 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 parish renewal and that was one of the things that the founder of the companions father bob bedard was he said things in the 70s like i can't believe he said these things and and his ministry and his leadership of saint mary's parish in ottawa uh played a real role in in my own formation of vision because i went there in 1993 early like in the in the in the, in the middle of the winter in 1993, or early on in the year, and I saw that parish for the first time, and it was like, oh my goodness, it's possible. What I what I believe was possible is is actually real because this was a parish that was really alive. So we had. I might, just, I might just jump yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually from Ottawa, uh, Dan. So so I I grew up there, and and my family started going to Saint Mary's Parish, where Father Bob Bedard was pastor in 1987. Oh wow! And Father Bob, the founder of the Companions, gave me my first communion, and mm-hmm. and so it's quite possible that I was even there, maybe an altar boy or something. Maybe you were there that exact that same, same weekend, weekend yeah, okay. when you came to visit. <laughs> you guys are old friends. <laughs> it's amazing. But so we had that and that that similarity. And I was always really good friends with many of the companions who were in my class in the mm. seminary. We were really just kind of drawn to to one to one another as well. But where you know what uh, Father Scott, who's now actually Bishop Scott, he was he, he was ordained a bishop uh, uh, earlier on in. in uh, in, in the middle of last year, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you know, one of the things we've struggled with is actually the leadership dimension of of, of ministry. and Inside we, the companions? Yeah. And yeah. he said, I think this is something that you could help us with. So he proposed an idea for what about if we sent uh, 
one of our best young priests to come and, and work with you for two or three years. And, uh, and maybe after that, he could be moved into another parish, uh, perhaps lo- locally, and, and we could begin to multiply a kind of a mentoring process. And, mm-hmm. and a couple of weeks after that, I, Father Simon actually, I was passing through Ottawa to give a talk at a conference, and uh, Father Simon picked me up in his really cool automobile. Yes, I do drive a, a hybrid. It's a 2000 Honda Insight, and uh, it's, it's like the Batmobile. That's 2002000, as in 17 years old. Yeah, it's still going strong. But it's and, very cool. And it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I do get teased about it. But in any case, I'm saving the environment, so what do I care? But, <laughs> but picked, picked Father James up from the airport. We didn't have room for his luggage, unfortunately, but uh, we... we <laughs> not true. We, we uh, grabbed pizza, as I recall. That's right. At first, time, first time really meeting, and it was just before this conference. And the way they set up the schedule was, was hilarious. I was, I think, the right after lunch or something, I was giving a short testimony at the same New Evangelization Summit and then Father James was one of the keynotes that afternoon. So I was like the warm-up band for him. And uh, and so the night before, we're just sharing, getting to know each other a little bit. And I realized, you know, you shared your testimony. I shared my my own journey. And they're so similar. It's almost yeah. like looking at the Scottish version of myself, you know, a decade <laughs> from now or something. <laughs> but it, but just amazing how, how God, uh, right from that moment, I felt this, this amazing connection in the Lord. Mm. And Simon came that um, beginning of July. July of 2015, yeah. It's, it's been amazing since then. It's just been, uh, I, I've never, I, it's been it's been like the best two years of my priesthood, both of, of what's been happening within this parish and been able to work alongside Simon and to, and to share our, our priestly ministry to, together. It's I've learned a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a, we've got a, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be true to say that, you know, you, you know, I mentored Simon. I mean, I played a, a bit of a role in that, but our whole team did. I mean, this is the kind of uh, environment that we have yeah. in this parish. It's so amazing. We we have a culture of leadership and holding each other accountable and and really kind of a healthy culture that you can't help but grow in. Right. And and so it's just been a, an incredible uh, an incredible journey. So you've been here for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, help me understand, what, what has your role been since, you, since you've been here? Has it changed or has it been steady throughout? Well, I I began I think wearing two hats in a way. There's the traditional role of being associate pastor, where doing all the helping with all the sacramental load, uh, regularly being on the preaching roster, uh, you know, you name it, all those extra things that come up, funerals, anointings of the sick, everything, that kind of stuff. But also as priest intern, and so what I mean by that was was I was I was coming here with the with the very clear intention to learn. I was coming to learn about leadership. And so, you know, in my spare time, I'd, I'd, I'd be reading, I'd be, uh, certainly I had a lot of one-on-one coaching sessions with Father James, with Ron Huntley as well. In those early days, did you feel like you needed it? Or did you feel like, come on, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, uh, I'm, I'm genuinely interested. What, what were you feeling coming in? Did you feel like, well, I, I kind of know what I'm doing uh, full disclosure. <laughs> well, one of my many Achilles heels is pride, I'll say. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was hot stuff or whatever coming in. But uh, but I realized, um, yeah, the Lord has blessed me. I have learned a lot. I've had some, some amazing mentors, I guess, in different realms. I worked with some really beautiful priests and, a, and, and really beautiful people who have formed me 
over the years, I I should say I was ordained in 2009 and got to do some parish work early on. And then I went to Detroit, which was a very special time for me. For three years, I was doing campus ministry in the inner city of Detroit. And I just found it was a, it was a, an intense time of learning about evangelization. It's like I had I had known about evangelization my whole life, but but there I was learning even theoretically more about it, but also practically. I was seeing lives, so many students coming to faith during that phase. And so I already had a sense of, I guess, a confidence that that not because I'm so great, but I've seen God use me amazingly. And and so I knew that that was possible. But coming here, what was really cool was seeing it happen in a parish. Uh, I'd seen, you know, very, very cool uh, campus ministries that were where people were coming to faith. Uh, I'd seen other, been part of other movements where, where this was happening, but never in a parish. It, it was always like the parish is just such a complicated thing where there's all these extra, for lack of a better term, what I call the trappings that that come with parish life, and and so. This was this was a brand new thing, and and so coming here, uh, as I've said many times to you, Father James, I've never worked with a guy like you, and and you've probably never worked with a guy like me, <laughs> and so it's it's been a it's been a great it's been a great fit, where you know uh, I've a uh, uh, a man I, I greatly respect, Brett Powell, who's uh, who he's currently working in Vancouver. He did a lot of work with CCO Catholic Christian Outreach here in Canada and he's a, a real a lay leader in the church and he says well you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and and I think that was my the short answer to to your question is I didn't know what I didn't know coming in I didn't know how much there was to learn about mm, right. leadership and it was really as Father James says it's not only been him but it's been the whole environment the whole team uh, being formed uh within especially the senior leadership team so much happening within that dynamic you know the, the, the amazing thing is that is that even for even for, for myself it's i mean these last two years I, I myself too have learned more in the last two years than i have in the previous four because uh if you really press into this and cooperate with god's grace you you continue to learn all the time so, so you arrived here and you and you started th- that learning process, right, Father mm-hmm. Simon and, and Father James. You, you and the and the whole senior leadership team and all the staff. They they came around you and, and they, they really. I think they they fed into you just in the same way that you were sort of feeding back into them. And that's part of the the magic here, right? Yeah, because we we knew right, right away that you know Simon's not just coming here passively to to learn. He's he had a, a really blessed uh, ministry and and we're going to receive from him. In fact, you know, what, what, one of the things we were doing when he arrived is we were. Uh, trying to you know put the finishing touches on 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 our game plan, and he actually made a critical the Benedict Parish yeah, game plan. Right? He made a, a critical intervention on, on something that had been missing from it and wasn't complete, and so he made an a real contribution. So it wasn't all just the one way thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you you were very much part of of what was happening here for for not mm-hmm. just like a, a short time, but for a couple of years almost. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when I first got here, Ron said something to me to the effect of. I'm going to learn more from you than you're going to learn from me. Now, I don't think that's true yet, but, or I don't know if it'll ever be true, but but it's certainly been, there's been a cross-pollination. Like we've been learning from each other. It's been exciting to be together. And uh, I, I, I just think of one example, the preaching series, like mm-hmm. uh, Rob McDowell, who's been helping us formulate those. Uh, that's been so much fun to, it's, it's taken my own preaching, which 
I mean, I don't think I was an abomination before, but it's taken my own <laughs> preaching to to a whole new level. And, and I think for yourself yeah. too, you'd say like where where uh, it's focused us and and helped helped us to to stay on a theme, and and that's just been an exciting thing to learn and and develop together. I think since my yeah. time here, yeah, yeah sure. and that's part of what, the way the Saint Benedict approaches its preaching. Right, we preach often in in series, not all the time, but almost all the time, if if I'm right. Yeah. Um, so. Much of what's happened in the last couple years here at St. Benedict Parish is, is around the Divine Renovation Ministry and what's happened in terms of our, our outreach to the world. Father James, you wrote the Divine Renovation from Maintenance to Mission book three years ago. Uh, and since then, we've done a lot around that sort of Divine Renovation Ministry. And you've actually been part of that, right, Father? Father Simon? That's right. Uh, so so what, what, what's been some of your involvement uh, in, in the Divine Renovation Ministry? So you were part of the conference? Yeah, I was there. I was there at DR16 and... Uh, I, I gave a few of the the workshops and and interface with different. I even I think I at one point I had lunch or supper with with a whole group from France. So I was trying to translate everything into French from my, my from your uh, my my Ottawa days where I learned French. But uh, yeah, so so definitely uh, totally totally engaged. I, I think in what's a lot of our growing. listeners would know you from that conference uh, mm-hmm. because you you did have an opportunity there to, to present on I think on a few occasions. And mm-hmm. there's also the Divine Renovation Guidebook. Oh, that's and right. The, the the listeners who are familiar with that uh, will 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 they'll know. Father Simon's face. Yeah, he was in there. He's he's in the blue section. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Father Simon, there's a, there's a few segments actually appear mm-hmm. in in the Divine Renovation Guidebook. And and th- those were reflections when, when Father Simon arrived. It was an idea of you know we need to process what what we're learning and do some theological reflection. So let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's let's have you do like a weekly reflection where you where you learn. You you can reflect and write upon the stuff that you're learning and also send it home to the to, to the priests in, in your community so they can. Yeah, I had this real along with passion you. that I, I just felt so privileged coming here. I have to be honest, like I, I think it might have been one of the first weekends that I was preaching. I, I thought if, if word gets out that that young priests get the chance to come to a place like St. Benedict and work with a priest like Father James, like uh, young priests are going to be lining up, breaking down the doors to be able to get in to have this opportunity. So I just felt so... Uh, thankful, grateful, honored to be here. And I wanted to share, and particularly with my brother, Companions of the Cross. So I was writing these weekly reflections and I just emailed them out to, to a bunch of my brothers. And it was it was based on things I was learning in real time, a lot of anecdotal kind of stuff tied in with pr- basic principles, core principles that you can find right in, in Divine Renovation itself in the book. And I think that leads us into one of our, our great reveals in tonight's podcast, because the people listening have Drum no roll. idea. The people listening have no idea what you've been up to with, with some of that writing. Why don't you uh, bear bear witness to, to what's happening? Well, by the end of about a year, I had 52 of these weekly reflections completed, and uh, we've basically, I felt, was encouraged by you, Father James, and a few others to say, hey, these are, these are actually pretty good. Uh, let's pull them together into a book. And so uh, we're in the process of doing the final touches and we'll be publishing uh, a book titled, am I allowed to say? Oh, of course you are. It's your book. (laughs) Priest, Prophet, Pupil. And so Insights from a Divine Renovation Apprentice is the subtitle. And so just just riffing off of that notion that priest, prophet, and king, that third area where I think priests across the board... uh, we're weak because we haven't been taught how to how to lead, how to govern, and so here I am, a pupil. I'm I'm coming in, priest, prophet, pupil, to to learn and uh, 
and it's just it's just been a blast. It's going to be such I think a tremendous gift because. I mean, you're right. You mentioned how people would like bust down the door to have a chance to, to come here and, and intern and spend, as you have, two years learning and growing in this mm-hmm. kind of a, a parish with this kind of a community. And that's just not possible for everybody. Mm. Uh, but this is an opportunity for them to journey with you and to learn with you all in, in a book. And I, I can only imagine. And, and it's a great book. I've already, I've already read it three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited for you to book for your book to be be released. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna have an amazing impact on the world, and I, I'm I'm just I'm so heartened that the Holy Spirit's used this way, mm-hmm. used you this way. So, Father Simon, when you first uh, came to St. Benedict Parish, it was for like a set period of time, right? So, how long were you supposed to be here for? What was the, the... That's right. It was it was supposed to be about two to three years, and uh, based on some of the. The word I was getting from back from my community was is probably just going to be coming to an end after two years, this June, in other words. And so I was starting to prepare myself emotionally. And I think a lot of people were asking me, uh, you know, what's what's going on? We we love you, Father Simon. You know, what, what's your, <laughs> all right, can you stay here longer or whatever? And, and I was really uh, saddened by the fact that, that things were probably coming to an end for my time here anyways. And I, I'd be, I'd be transitioning on. And the, the original uh, plan had been that perhaps when 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 Father Simon left, there would be another priest who would be sent. But it was was looking that that may from not, the companions. Yeah, it, it yeah. was being to look at that may not actually be the case, and there, there was a lot of unanswered questions. I was certainly feeling the burden of that because you know just for, you know for those who are listening, our own situation in my own diocese is that we're we're really at a critical point um, in terms of the overall structure of our of our diocese. It's not just. A, a, a lack of priests, which is is a critical issue, it's even a lack of people who are who are go, going going to church, and our whole diocesan and, and uh, system is at a, is at a critical point. And if, so, I've also been feeling that weight as well. I've, I've got I've got a bit of a inside view because I'm I'm now chair of the council of priests within my diocese, and I've been helping the bishop a bit more, and I I see what's happening, and realizing that if you know, when Father Simon goes, you know, is there even going to be anyone to come in and help? And so I, I w- I've been definitely feeling that burden as well. And I think from the perspective of my community, we're, we're kind of stretched thin as well. And, and we're, we're in a bit of a situation under our own new leadership with the desire to, to really rediscover our roots. And one of our big values is brotherhood, trying to live together, support one another in ministry that the, the quality of our, our ministry would flow from this life together, this the dynamic life as brothers. And, and so uh, to make that happen, we were, were trying to find, ordinarily a critical mass would be four brothers in a household. And we were just trying to find a situation here in Halifax where that would work. And, and that's, that's tough because as you're describing the, the, the lay of the land here, uh, it's, it's a fairly rural province, actually, once you get outside of Halifax, the city itself. And uh, and the church is 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 in a bad way, and so even the the idea of a parish being able to to pay for two priests, for example, our our dream would have been to have two two priests and two parishes next door to each other, <laughs> and so and so four guys could live together, minister close by to one another, and, and really support each other, and so that was really it wasn't looking like a like a possibility and so i remember this one day you and i we were we were chatting and we we're just kind of racking our brains hey, it was supposed to, it was it was the first sunday of lent we were down right. for, for for the right of election we've got we get it's crazy we get 20 people in rcia that this year is so exciting mm-hmm. and we were down there and it was such a 
beautiful moment. Yeah. And then I met Simon out, out in the parking lot. And we sat and talked, and he told me the news that it was a. We real, sat actually in my yeah, car, yeah. which is a hybrid, and it's just a really what, what really year cool. Is it? <laughs> it's a two thousand. <laughs> but but yeah, we're we're just talking, and and it it was kind of a heavy conversation. Yeah. Let's be honest, it things were not looking good. We we just we could not see a way. We were trying to think, what, what could this. Racking what if we like, what if we merge these two yeah, parishes we, together? We were going to merge parishes. Yeah, I know. We're like these two <laughs> two dumb priests. <laughs> well, by the way, your grace. Uh, <laughs> and and so so, anyways, I I, I left, and you had the well, evening mass. Well, I remember one thing. I remember too, oh. too Simon. Is we remember we we said let, let, let's pray, and yeah. and we we. Yeah. We both, I think, were at a place where God, we don't, we don't get this. We don't understand. Like we've, we've seen you do something amazing here, and we just don't understand. We, uh, you've got to do something. That, that was kind of the prayer. And, and I think the the other backstory to this is uh, here. I'm wearing this bracelet again. Give God permission, which uh, that's a that's a key phrase from my founder, Father Bob. Uh, this the title of his autobiography. This this notion of totally giving over, and we had just as a parish begun these discipleship groups, this deep dive into prayer for the season of Lent, and uh, I think both of us thought, well, we better model what we're asking people <laughs> to do. So we we joined a discipleship group, uh, and. Uh, I know for yourself, Father James, it's very profound, even those yeah. early days. Yeah, so it was amazing. We, we had to, we've had over three hundred parishioners join uh, these the, these groups, and it's daily prayer with the scriptures, and then meeting together with the group once a week. And mm. on Thursday after Ash Wednesday, I started praying, and I, I really had a profound sense when I was when I was praying that I, the Lord calling me to a, a deeper surrender, and and even to repentance, because what was revealed in, in, in my spirit, I realized that with regard to my own life and with the parish, I was kind of being very protective. I was telling God what he could and could not do with my life because I love it here so much. I love this parish so much that I was I was almost saying to the Lord, don't you dare touch this. Don't you dare. This is mine. And I became aware of that. And I, I, I sensed God's call to to just pray, say, Lord, I give you my life again. Like I totally give you my life. And I I will do anything. I will do, and I haven't prayed, to be honest, a, a deep prayer like that in a long time, and and even praying a prayer of repentance. And I had a great sense of peace, and and it really was a grace because I'd been really mm. burdened about what's going to happen in the future and what's going to happen if there's only one priest. And it's like, Lord, I surrender. I've I've no idea. This is really beyond mm. me. So that was the kind of context. Of so what that's was kind happening. of we're beginning Lent. This, t- this pl- place of total surrender. I think both of us were just feeling kind of stripped of everything. We don't know how to have a solution. We're sitting in my really awesome car, having this <laughs> this hard conversation, and then I had. I went home. You went home. I was, yeah. and I had I had six o'clock mass, mm. so uh, I drove to the parish, and I figured if I got there around twenty after five, I thought I'll just go into the chapel to pray. And um, well, something happened on the way from the foyer to to the chapel. That's kind of hard for me to describe. I'm going to do my best. I was uh, walking in, in the corridor when all of a sudden, the best way I can describe it, it was almost like a, a bolt of electricity went 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 through me and it, and it was like all at, all at the same time it was a, it was an insight a realization of something that was right before my eyes it was a a commanding conviction from god a deep sense of peace and and a, a picture of what needed to be all all like that and and i know it sounds really bizarre but that's what it was like and it was essentially that i was stopped in my tracks that there is a second parish that can take 
two priests. That's a 20-minute drive from that other parish. It's St. Benedict Parish. And I never in a million, million years would ever have even considered that. But it was, it was like right before my eyes. And who better uh, to lead that parish than, than the man that we've been investing in for, for two years? Uh, Father Simon Lobel. Maybe it also had something to do with it. I just finished reading his book for the second time that day <laughs> and, and just was really overwhelmed with the sense of, whoa, this this guy, so he gets it. He totally gets it. But it was more than that. This was not the result of, of a, some kind of strategic reflection or and weighing up my options. This was a, a, a real kind of commanding intervention that really shook me up. And and with it came a great sense of peace and, and also the sense of, what God was calling me to do was to was to lean into divine renovation ministry more and also offer myself to our bishop. I think I can help. I don't know if my help will, will ever be a, will even be enough, but I think I can help you and I, I think God is calling me to help you. And so I actually called Simon and I said, are you, are you driving? You might want to pull over. And I just felt that I had to tell him this. It was just so strong. Mm. Yeah, and I, I distinctly remember that. I, w- I was driving, and so I pulled into a gas station, and I just sat there, and I was like, what the heck is Father James going to ask me or tell me now? And, <laughs> and, and as soon as he shared this experience, which w- what I would describe as the kind of spiritual experience that you only have a couple of these in your life, maybe, the, like, a, like a saint, like a Saul on the road to Damascus kind of, like it's so clear undeniable this this is a god thing and as you're describing it i it was like immediately the sense of peace the sense of yeah why don't we think of this <laughs> this is it's so obvious it fits and and a sense of relief almost like here we were trying to figure it out by our human efforts and we couldn't mm-hmm. and and you know, personally, for the sake of my community, a sense of yeah, this this gives us stability and and future here, and and just the just suddenly this whole horizon of opportunities I, I, that I, opened up. I would say up. as well that another part of it too was was you know we've we struggled to say like who are the maybe the other priests in my diocese who who could even be mentored to possibly uh, lead this this parish, and it's been very difficult to to see uh, to find anyone who's willing to you know to go through that process. So that was weighing on me as well. But the other thing is that. The essence of divine renovation is not just a leadership philosophy or best practices in leadership. It, it is those things. There are core values. But there's also the very important aspect of the power of the Holy Spirit, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, don't, he said, remain in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. Like any attempt to bring, to lead renewal in the church, it's not going to happen out of our human efforts alone. We've got to bring the best of those, but it's through the power of God. He said, wait until you're clothed with power from on high. And if you've read the book, the Divine Renovation book, uh, that's one of our core values. If you come to the conference, you experienced it. We we take it seriously. We call on the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the the thing, the the, the, the point of, of of commonality with Father Simon's community and, and their, their spirituality is that they're they're open to the the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and they seek the empowerment of of the Holy Spirit. So there was also that mm-hmm. that that added that added connection. Well, the next day I, I had a bish, uh, a meeting scheduled with my bishop on the Monday, and I went in to see him, and, and he was very weighed down by all of this, be, you know, because there was the uncertainty of what's going to happen, and 
And we, I brought it up. We started talking, and and he was said, "Well, you know, but you know, they're looking for two parishes, and there 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 is no second parish. There is none. There is none." And I kind of looked at him and said, "But what if there is?" And he kind of froze. And he looked at me, and I nodded, and he said, "Saint Benedict." And I said, "Yeah." And I shared with them my experience, and he just said, "Wow, you you've you have no idea the significance of of, of this." And he totally affirmed. He said, "I affirm." Uh, what you've experienced. He said, James, it's time for you to to bring what you've learned and apply it at a at a at a, a different level. And so we, we prayed about it, we, we talked more about it and uh he was leaving for Rome and two days later for the ad limina visit. And so on Tuesday we Tuesday evening we actually had a, a video conference call with some of the, the leadership folks from Simon's community and uh the other priest who's here lo- locally and, and I, we had a great conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that went really well. Just really sharing, like, mm-hmm. and and I had a, a real freedom in it. Like, I was like at a point where, if, even if if this doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like, I, I guess I got the grace I prayed for a few weeks before at the beginning of Lent <laughs> to just really have a sense of peace about it. But it went well. Yeah, it, it really did, and and it just we we then entered into a period of prayer and discernment over the next uh, week or so, and I think especially seeking. Uh, Saint Joseph in his intercession, and uh, and and really from from that, I think it became very clear that again, this is one of the phrases I keep quoting Father Bob Bedard, but he he spoke of the God of surprises. That this is one of those surprises. Just when you think every other option is is you've you've tried and and it won't work, God comes up with a whole new surprise. So I'm sitting here, and I'm finding you both to be incredibly placid about something that is like unbelievably big i mean like father james you talked about you know how how tightly you were holding this parish and i mean like you've pastored this place for years and and you've brought about a tremendous change in in the community here and and you've grown with with all the people that are part of this and you're, you're talking about the Holy Spirit striking a lightning bolt through you and saying, you know what, it's time to to, to give up your, your 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 tight grip and and to, to. I have to say, there have been moments where I've thought, am I am I nuts? What the heck? Like, uh, I felt it as almost like a dagger in, in in my heart. I felt moments of panic, thinking, what was what am I thinking? Like, I've dreamt about this my whole life to actually experience a parish like this, and we're we're kind of like we're we're. we're we're entering into that zone of being in that place Heck that yeah. I've dreamt about it. And now it's like the Lord is saying, I want you to let it go. And it's, and, and, and a deep way it grieves me. It really does. But in an inexplicable way, all I can say is as much as it, you know, I think about the uncertainties of what lies ahead, because this is an undefined role, mm-hmm. but the Bishop has given me a title. He's uh He's calling me the uh, Episcopal Vicar for Parish Renewal and Leadership Support. Yeah, it's a big title. <laughs> but basically it means he wants me to 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 apply my the things that I'm passionate about, you know, parish renewal and yeah. leadership development to our diocese uh, with in a sense as his as his representative in a sense. And and uh, he basically is saying I want you to to do what you're doing out there in mm-hmm. the broader world uh, and help those who are open and willing, you know, to help make that happen here. And so it's official, right? It's official, yeah. Like, Father Simon, you are becoming pastor at St. Benedict Parish. Father uh, James, you are becoming uh, the Episcopal Vicar of you. <laughs> uh, uh, 
on July 1st. So I'm going to be half time with the Divine Renovation Ministry. Again, that means I'm going to be leaning into the coaching of, of pastors. And that's maybe. more than the ministries really had of your time to date. So yes, like for those of who've, who've been working with us and, and for those speaking engagements you've been doing, this gives you more time uh, for, for, for the people in our network, for people trying to connect with us and looking for, for more from us. Yeah. And this frees up more of your time for, yeah. for those folks, right? And also basically applying Divine re- Renovation at the local level with, with the bishop. And it also means uh, our bishop has developed an amazing strategic plan going forward to to really try to move all the parishes of our diocese towards being missional. Mm-hmm. And it really means a kind of restructuring of our diocese because we're looking ahead at 10 years and saying, what will our diocese realistically look like? We've got to form parishes that, that can stop losing. <laughs> they yep. can, they can mm-hmm. have a critical mass so they can hold the line, restructure, and then go on the offensive, actually, you know, start taking things back for the kingdom of God, and and I believe I believe we it can do it. I I I because it's it's what the Lord wants. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainties, and in one sense it's it's kind of scary, uh, and another in one sense it's like I'm kind of like starting all over again, and my identity over the last seventeen years has been as a pastor trying to lead renewal. And so people so, are going to have to going to ask for your prayers. <laughs> so I, I think it's tremendously exciting. I mean, you know, St. Benedict Parish has, has has undergone that divine renovation. I mean, that this is a place where that 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 you know really uh, has been reinvigorated, and, and it certainly has a missional attitude in its culture. So you see, but, but, but Dan, I will say this: that I think I can, after the experience I had in that hallway, uh, because without that, this would never. I've even it wasn't even on the on, on on the horizon for me. But even now, as I step back and reflect on it, from as I begin to think strategically, I can I can see I can say now that that in many ways, like like number one, I've got complete, a hundred percent confidence in Father Simon's leadership, the fact that he's learned so much, he gets it in his own gifts, and and the fact that he's he's not doing this alone, he's doing it in a team, yeah. and he's learned what it means to lead out of a team. And that's so exciting to me, uh, and um, that's a major factor. And, and also the fact that in many ways, I think that his natural gifts are perhaps more suited to the ongoing development of St. Benedict Parish now in the phase that we're currently in uh, than perhaps my own gifts are. So this place, is it done, Father Simon? We're good? Is this a, uh, oh, not not at all. There's there's so much future ahead of us. Yeah, uh, just to speak to the phases you're talking about, Father James. In case people are are not familiar, you've spoken of the three phases over approximately a twelve year span. But I mean, that's that's a ballpark. But that first phase of gaining momentum, really uh, around evangelization and discipleship, that that is core to what the parish should be about. And then the second phase of really aligning mm. ourselves, getting the processes in place so that we're, we're, we're focused and, and the, th- the, the good things that started to happen in that first phase become repeatable. Mm. Yes. And then that third phase of mission where, where the, the majority of our energy is now focused outwards. Living it, and, yeah. and so we're, we're somewhere in the middle of phase two, yep. right? And we've, you yourself said you've never been this far out before, and and neither have I. And and uh, yeah, we we do have a lot of similar gifts. And well, some actually, different gifts. The, a lot of the systems that we've been able to put in place over the last two years have mostly been because of Father Simon, not not, not me. <laughs> so I, I, you know, so this is why I really think that in many ways his gifts are very very suited to this phase. And mm. I, I just, 
all I know is that in spite of moments of thinking, oh boy, what 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 am I doing? And, and that deep down, um, I, I I have a sense that this is of God, and I want to reassure those who are listening who might be, you know, people who have prayed for us and mm. and 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 supported us that. We're in good hands. I, I think th- this is of God, and, and St. Benedict Parish is going to continue on. It's going to continue to be the home of divine renovation. Uh, it is the primary place where divine renovation is incarnated, and that's an important point to make, that what we see in divine renovation ministry, it's not just abstracted theory. It's not just um, uh, business theory that, that has not effectively or experientially be, being applied to a parish context is lived from the trenches. And that's important for us, that divine renovation remain connected in with the life of a parish. So I'm hoping to still be around here. I'm hoping I won't be banished. Uh, You're not so. kicking him out? <laughs> You're going to have to talk to the new pastor about that one. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, honestly, Father James, of course, uh, I love you and I love working with you and and you better not go too far. I, I mean, I'm, I'm planning to lean into you and your wisdom and continue to be mentored by you as well as the whole team. And, uh, and that's one of the things, I mean, I'm so excited for the future and I feel so, so humbled, uh, and privileged. There's so many different emotions going through mm. me, but whatever fear I, I feel, which there's, I think a healthy dose of fear, uh, but it's diminished knowing that I'm not alone. Yeah. As you said, I'm, I'm just, I, I've already gotten to know a lot of the key people who, who are just going to continue to support what we're doing and together. Our, our people lo- love this guy, you know, like, um, <laughs> uh, I think whatever distress will be experienced right away. And the news that I'm, that I'm moving aside, uh, will immediately be compensated for when they realize who, who actually is going to become the pastor. And I do hope to still be involved in, in here. I, I'll be around uh, the place with regard to divine renovation ministry, but I also hope to maybe help out with the odd weekday mass. And yeah, I, I, I hope to be on the preaching schedule maybe every four or five weeks and and uh, and to be present you know, to support St. Simon. But that being said, I will not be the pastor. Father Simon Lobo is going to be the pastor of St. Benedict Parish. So I, th- I think what needs to be clear is this is not goodbye to Father James. In fact, some people might be astonished that you're still here like i thought we said goodbye to this guy i thought you left what are you doing here (laughs) didn't we have cake (laughs) no uh no this is not goodbye this is not goodbye this is a transition uh from one one role a key role as pastor to a different kind of a different set of roles that that god is calling you to i i think to lead at a higher level for the sake of the church the Mm -hmm. the broader mission of jesus and and uh, yeah, you'll you'll totally be around, and you'll be investing in my life, and uh, and and I think too. I don't want to speak for you, Father James, but as you continue to to, to speak around the world about divine renovation, it's essential that your finger needs to stay on the pulse yeah. of of a real living parish. Like the second that that just this goes from being uh, a lived experience to to just an idea. Yeah. Uh, if you distance yourselves too far from parish life. Um, you're just going to be another talking head. Besides, I can't wait to to see what I'm going to learn next because we're we're still on a journey of discovery. Exactly. Like it's a, yeah. the, the the full story isn't written, and and I want to be along for the ride. <laughs> I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity for us to model some of the transition that is natural in parishes, right? I mean, like priests do move, pastors do move, they retire, they move on, and this is really a an amazing opportunity for us to to uh, to attempt to do that the best possible way, applying a lot of the principles and values we have. And that's really the, the the big story here, because 
we had a sense that we we God was calling us to do something bigger as a sign to the broader church that that the core values and principles of divine renovation were transferable, and we thought that might be you know supporting. Father Simon, as he went to a neighboring parish, perhaps if that was going to happen, and we we had the idea of of missioning intentionally uh, uh, some parishioners to go with him, and when that then we thought, well, that might not work presently, but maybe we could transfuse some parishioners. You know, we we wanted to make a donation of ourselves to demonstrate somehow in a bigger way that things could be passed on. And we were looking, we were looking basically at models from other Christian churches, yeah. um, where they they all the time they're church planting, right? They basically say. This is a spot that needs God. This is a spot that needs Jesus, and we're going to plant a church and and build from there. Well, in in our Catholic context, there aren't any spots left because our whole world is mapped out with dioceses subdivided into parishes. Uh, but the idea of instead of church planting, transplanting or or transfusing, sending this idea of a trickle from really mission missioned parishioners to go off with me was the original plan, right? But Obviously, there the were plan. obstacles. There were <laughs> it was and the, the plan. Holy Spirit had a different plan. Yeah, it was a plan in one in one way or another right until until the first Sunday of Lent. And and then it became obvious in the weeks that followed that, oh my goodness, maybe what the Lord is doing here is is, is demonstrating that leaders can be mentored, that, that if you've got a healthy parish, it doesn't have to suffer through a change of leadership if you do it right. And viewers will rightly say, well, you haven't done it yet, so you don't know if you're going to do it right. But we will come back a year from now, and I'm quite hopeful that, that mm-hmm. we'll be able to speak about um, how the Lord has blessed us, even though no doubt we will make the you know the mm-hmm. frequent mistakes. For I mean, sure. we're going we're gonna to learn as we go along, as we have all along with this with this whole process. Yeah. But I, I think this, I, I've never been more confident in, in, in terms of passing on leadership. Like, like I said, I, I I I really think this is of God, and uh, I know that Father Simon is going to take this parish to, to the next level. It is. Uh, I've got to congratulate you both on your new jobs. Um, when is it? When is it official? July first. So July first of twenty seventeen is when you become. Oh, sorry, you got to tell me the job title again, Father James. I can't remember. Episcopal vicar f- for parish renewal and leadership support. So you become the Episcopal Vicar for Parish Renewal and Leadership Support on July 1st. And uh, halftime Divine Renovation. And halftime uh, with Divine Renovation Ministry, yep. which, uh, I mean, this podcast is just one small, very small element of, of all that we do in that ministry. And Father Simon Lobo, you become pastor of St. Benedict Parish full-time as of July 1st. That's right. And yeah. I'm hoping, uh, especially with your book coming out and, and with your role as, as pastor at, at this parish, that we're going to see more and more of you uh, in the Divine Renovation Ministry as, as, as you try and share all that's happening here and all the things you've learned uh, with all the people who are listening. Yeah, I'd love to to be part of that as much as possible, yeah. Well, guys, this has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and honest about what what's really happened in just the last handful of weeks. And uh, I, I'm sure that people who are listening are are, are probably uh, ready to pray with us as we as we journey forward because yeah. I, I think this is a an important time. As, as Father James, you move up to a diocesan level and still work with parishes through the ministry, and Father Simon, you take over a, a parish that is going gangbusters, but is also very much still on a journey. And so I think this is an amazing time for, for both uh, our, dio- our diocese and our, our parish. And I hope that people listening will pray for us. So, look, if people want more of you, Father James, <laughs> Episcopal Vicar of Parish Renewal, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, where, where should they look you up? Uh, at F.G. Mallon. 
No, at, sorry, I'm going to have to change Twitter. my Twitter handle to at Episcopal Vicar. At FT Mallon. At FT Mallon on Twitter if they want to find more of you. And Father Simon Lobo, if people want to find more of you, where should they find you? On Twitter as well, at FR Simon CC. At FR Simon CC. The CC is for Companions of the Cross. Awesome. Uh, and for all things Divine Renovation, you can check out our website at divinerenovation.net. Uh, be sure to, to check out Father James's book, the guidebook, which Father Simon appears in on several different pages with his big smiling grin. And, and uh, you know, this whole thing did begin with Father Simon coming to do a two-year internship with us, a learning experience. We've had another priest for a six-month internship experience, and we're in conversation with several priests right now about the possibility of them coming. And that, if there are any priests listening, you'd love to be immersed in, in a a place like this to, to learn and to grow. We'd love to hear from you. So the internship opportunities uh, here are still there if, if you're a priest. And, and just to say, uh, you'll get the chance to work with me, which will be amazing. <laughs> but but also, Father James isn't going anywhere. So if you come to do an internship, you will very much be, uh, you'll get to work with Father James in the flesh. He'll be around and, and coaching all of us together uh, as, we, as we continue this, this exciting journey. It is, it's uh, an honor to be with both of you guys. And for everyone who's interested in environment innovation, check out our website, check out our Patreon and our other podcasts and everything else. And until then, uh, we'll be back at you next time. God bless.